And we are live on the Monday Motivation. Look who we've got here. It's it's me. All the way from New York State. State. Mr. Blake Anthony. That's right. The That's pastor right. formerly formerly from, known as formerly known as Pastor Blake. Week one of camp. Uh, well, you got to leave that in the past. Right, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still I'm still working through it. But sectional former sectional yeah. youth rep mm-hmm. for the South Central section and uh, left us in October to go to New York. But yep. he cannot stay away. Can't stay away. Can't He's resist. back. I saw you made an appearance on uh, one of the youth group uh, yeah, live streams a couple live, weeks ago uh, down in down in my former. Former section with some of my best friends, and today you're uh, you were just on vacation. I did, yeah. I just got back from vacation with Brandon Martinelli. Yeah, decided I was in the area, so I stopped by. So I stopped by. So we're doing this Monday motivation together. Mm-hmm. And look at this. For those of you coming to camp, you'll see these in your near future. No touch thermometers. Mm-hmm. You have to Is be an working? inch away. Is it working? You're a little warm. I'm a little warm. I'm calling. Just gonna distance myself. <laughs> it's either a because I got sunburnt on vacation or. You're doing whatever. 97.5. I'm doing You're good. good. I am cool. Cool. So so we got these uh, no-touch thermometers so we can get everybody's temperature nice when they come to camp. We got some birthdays to give out. We got some announcements to make. And we want to talk about three ultimate questions that teenagers are asking. Yes. So we're going to move through this pretty quick. But uh, thanks for joining. Hope you had a great, great weekend. I was doing some work around the house this weekend. I know you were at the beach. Mm-hmm. And lounging. Uh, lounging out. So... Uh, so I hope you had a great, great weekend. I know a lot of your churches are still uh, opening or you've yeah. started opening and starting to meet together in person. So awesome to see uh, so many of our pastors still live streaming and uh, saw some great messages over the weekend addressing uh, the racial, racial uh, yeah. trauma that is happening yeah. in our nation and challenging our congregations. And keep doing that, you know. Keep it's being necessary. proactive. We had a great conversation last on this just this past Friday. It's on the Leadership Podcast with Tim McCain, Jenna Foley. Super great conversation. Just uh, put it on, listen to it, yeah. hear what they have to say. Yeah, you gave and, me a little, uh, little breakdown of it. I, I might go check it out now. It was really good. Yeah. yeah, it was really good and powerful. And um, So we want to encourage you to do that. We want to welcome a new member. Doesn't... New member to the group, wow. Nicole Line. Yes. Not a new person to youth ministry or to the church. And her and her husband, Jim, have been pastoring up above I-80 in the Pennsylvania wilds for uh, probably two decades now. Is that right? Wow. And uh, great to have you in the group. Nicole, finally. We've had Jim in here for a while. Sorry we uh, didn't get you in here sooner. And we look forward. I assume we'll see you at camp. I saw your church registered, so we're looking forward to see you there. Welcome to the group. And so we've been working through this book Growing young, I got a chance to you know read through it a little bit, skim skim it. Yeah, but so yeah, so two or three podcasts ago, we talked about ten myths of a successful youth mm-hmm. ministry. Last week, we talked about uh, keychain leadership as one of the first principles you need to uh, attract and retain young people. And today, we're going to talk about three ultimate questions that teenagers are asking. This is chapter three in the book, and the, what this really gets at is if you want to retain, attract and retain young people, period. Attract them as teenagers, retain them as young adults. You need to empathize with them. Yeah. And that's easy to say. Right, right. I think hard to do. Yeah. Easy to say, hard to do. And we were just joking about this uh, before, uh, before we went on, but there's, we have generational stereotypes at, at work, right? 
And uh, if you think, okay, boomer, you know, which, yeah, like Gen X, Gen X, which I'm on the tail end of. Okay. They never got a name. Always Gen X. X. Oh, okay. You know, like, oh, you say, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like millennials are Gen Y, what they call millennials. Gen Z, not, they don't really have a name yet either. Mm. Uh, But Gen X never got a name because we, we never really had a solid identity. Mm. And so we got knocked for that. Boomers today are knocked for being, you boomers. know, boomers. That goes without saying. Well, <laughs> millennials, though, uh, and Gen Z, of course, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of respect out there for Gen Z. Mm-hmm. I actually like, yeah, I like Gen Z a lot. I think one of the reasons there's a lot of respect for Gen Z is because people hate millennials so much. <laughs> They're like, they got a wave of something. Ooh, they, Gen Z, it's, a it's breath a, of fresh air. Gen Z, yeah, it's a palate cleanse. And we were just talking about this, because so many of our youth pastors are millennials. Yeah. Millennials have got to be the most hated generation uh, of the three most recent. Gen Z, millennials, Gen X, who gets knocked the hardest? Uh, millennials. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, and not just in culture, but in the church. Mm. Uh, and so... What does that mean uh, for keeping and re- attracting, keeping and retaining uh, young people? Right. Well, it doesn't mean a great thing for young adults, like keeping and retaining young adults who are millennials. You sure. Know? I think that's a real challenge. And so when we say empathize with young people. In part, that means we got to stop picking on each other for our generational <laughs> right, right, differences right. Yeah. and instead give us a break. Give learn us, to harness and break. appreciate them. And so three ultimate questions teenagers are asking. Yeah. Chapter three, emphasizing young people. Blake, run down these three questions. All right. We got, uh, well, I'll just do the three questions and we'll break down. Yeah, yeah. Them. yeah. yeah. So the first question is, who am I? Uh, the second question is, where do I fit? And the third question is, what difference do I make? And so uh, I feel like these questions uh, were saying Gen Z, three ultimate questions. Who am I? Where do I fit? What difference do I make? Uh, these are not, uh, I feel like I asked myself those questions sure. as a teenager. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think. I'm a zennial. Yeah. <laughs> Gen, halfway between X and millennial. Yeah. But I feel like I asked myself those questions. You're yeah. a millennial. And I think millennials are probably still asking themselves that question. Absolutely. So these are common questions to every generation. Yeah. Who am I? Who am I? It's about me, mm. my identity. Yeah. You know, who am I? A uh, young person's quest to search for their personal identity, right? Uh, holds up the mirror. You look at yourself, right? Mm. Where do I fit? This is a question about the church, kind of, right? Sure, yeah, and the yeah. belonging and the people around them. Belonging, yeah. uh, it's a question about us. Like, who's going to be my crew? Who's my in crew? Life? Like, yeah. who, who am I going to walk through life right. with? And what group do I fit yeah. into? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, what difference do I make? Mm. Question about purpose. Yeah. Right, and uh, really a question of uh, do I matter in this world? But. Mm. Really expressing a desire of wanting to make a difference. Sure, and I think yeah, you see, and it maybe is a, a stereotype of Gen Z of them being these social justice warriors and like not oh, necessarily, especially with millennials. Especially you see that with millennials mm. to the extent of cancel culture. True, you true. Know? But I uh, think well, I, I meant that in a positive way, I guess. But, but Gen Z, Gen Z is like they they want to grab a hold, and I feel like Gen Z is free. I, I feel like Gen Z is free of the uh, political nuance mm. to all of the social justice right, right. stuff. You know, yeah. uh, I feel like the instantaneous nature of our culture—that things and information, transmission of data happens so fast. 
there's like there's very little tolerance for the nuance of mm. things. So you'll see plenty of Gen Zers say things like Black Lives Matter. Right. They don't care about the nuance of the platform of the sure. organization. Right. Right. Uh, if these three words are true, true, we should just say right. it. Right. right. Uh, and I think actually theologians throughout history, we've talked about we, this, yeah, would agree talking. with that. This is a, it's a separate matter, but um, very much more quick to just mm. jump into the, the social justice pool. So, yeah. uh, so, so those are kind of three questions, ultimate questions teenagers are asking. Now let's talk about the complications of Gen Z mm. and then how we respond to that. So one of the first complications of Gen Z is what's called prolonged adolescence. Mm. Prolonged adolescence. So adolescence starts earlier ends later yeah so yeah and the book is saying it's the starting line starting has line has has been moved back or like, back yeah. to a younger yeah, age yeah. i guess up to a younger age whatever you want to say it. basically you're entering adolescence sooner no big surprise i mean this weekend my son was uh streaming uh did a couple things he played on his ipad his ipad my ipad yeah he <laughs> played uh sneaky sasquatch uh-huh on apple arcade his favorite game right now he calls it sneaky Bigfoot. He mm. doesn't like the word Sasquatch. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't roll. Not off a big fan of Canadians, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But uh, the uh, uh, he live streamed Paw Patrol mm-hmm. on YouTube. Okay. It turns out YouTube has a permanent live stream of Just short Paw Patrol episodes. <laughs> yeah, a continual, ongoing stream. So he's five. He's five. And uh, he's live streaming shows, and he's playing uh, games on the Apple Arcade. And uh, he's not bad at those things at five years old. So it's no wonder with Mm. access to technology and culture that adolescence starts sooner. And then you see it prolonged later. And if you don't, you know, it's not for everybody. And you're just telling me you have a teenager, just graduated youth group. Going to work at a body body shop yeah. full time, right out of high school, right, right off, into yeah. the workforce. So it's not that everyone is prolonging adolescence, but sure. think about you know the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, whatever you want to call it. One of the major provisions was uh, young adults stay on their parents' insurance till the age of twenty five. Yeah, I actually just in April got off of it. So yeah, yeah. so there's this sense of um, you don't need to necessarily provide your own security blanket. Mm. At least until the age of 25, you can rely right. on your parents' right. security blanket, their own health insurance. And so uh, that's one of the cultural things. But the other ways that you see prolonged adolescence is uh, young people don't get married till later, mm-hmm. if at all. Um, my wife and I would be an example of this. We actually married young, had kids late. Wow. Yeah. Wanted to experience as much of life. Sure. Uh, as we could, and we thought having a kids would be a drag on that. Mm. I'm not sure we were right about that. Mm. And one of my big regrets, we didn't have kids sooner, but we just wanted to like, we want to travel, we want to do things, and kids really hold you back sure. from all that. And uh, I think we, I think honestly, we made a we made a bad decision with that. Mm. But but that's that's the thinking, right? We want we'll get married later. We want let's live our life. Mm. Let's not have kids right away. Let's wait until sure. as long as we can so we can live life to the fullest. So prolonged adolescence, doing adult things or things that are considered adult, marriage, having kids later mm. than previous generations. So that complicates these questions. They're, they're spending time in this exploration phase. These questions are... They're exploring maybe 10 years longer, longer yeah, yeah. than previous generations. Right. So it's no wonder like... All these different identity issues are sure. 
are popping up. People are spending far more time uh, exploring. Exploring instead of all the aspects of this. Yeah, yeah. doing. Yeah. So uh, that's a big deal. Young people's search for identity is made erratic by their pervasive stress and peripheral mm. faith. What is that? I mean, well, so pervasive stress. Uh, so think about this. When I was a kid, um, I played in little league, mm-hmm. and uh, I wasn't great. Sure, sure. For the first. <laughs> Five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, I wasn't great for. I probably started like third grade, played little league until maybe sixth or seventh grade. I didn't really get better at it until later. Sure. And so it was kind of actually stressful to play. But today, kids at a very young age will not only play sports. Think about the, the schedule. Or, or, they yeah. get on traveling teams. Mm. Yeah. And they travel around. This is at a young age. Let alone moving into teenager adulthood. We've talked about that Gen Z is a creating generation. Mm, yeah, very much uh, so. generation of uh, people who are creating content, not just watching it. Yeah. Pressure to create, mm. pressure to be online, a, a something, right. a personality, you know. And, and so, so there's pervasive things, stress. Because pervasive. of those things, is that why faith becomes peripheral or is that? No, is that- I think faith is peripheral because of the church. I think that's our okay. fault. Yeah. So, um, and uh, the uh, National Survey of Youth and Religion, uh, I forget the name of the book, we've talked about it before, but identified the term moralistic therapeutic deism. Yeah, God's yeah. good, yep. he's out there, he wants us to be moral, and if you're moral and you're good, yeah. you know, you'll go to a good heaven, but yeah. God maybe So, concepts that are missing from moralistic therapeutic deism, personal, ethical, moral conduct, mm-hmm. like, as long as I'm good in public... But what I yeah, do in private, sure. so no sin. Sin is not a concept in moralistic therapeutic deism. Sacrifice yeah. is not a concept, yeah. like the idea that Jesus sacrificed, so we should sacrifice mm. personal sacrificial stuff. It's just like, hey, is everybody, if everybody's just good and happy, sure. we'll all be good and happy, yeah. right? So you see that all, all throughout the ages of culture, people have felt that way. So faith is peripheral, and watered-down teaching mm. in the church is a part of the problem Yeah, for why that exists but uh teenagers and emerging adults quest for belonging is thwarted by omnipresent technology sexual experimentation and adult abandonment Mm. we've hit on two of those other things a little bit already but talk about adult abandonment think about how many times you see teenagers with their families and the teenagers are just on their phone Mm. and there's no interaction with the adults right right and the adults will say well they're just on their phone all the time right well yes but, but you're, you're empowering that. And you're, it's an empowerment. Yeah. And you're allowing it as an adult to go on. And in that sense, you have abandoned having conversations wow. with them. You've abandoned doing activities together with them. Right. And so uh, obviously that's hard. I mean, God, my son is five and he cries when I take the iPad away. Right. But at some point, it stops Done. and yeah. we're going to play. We're going to go yeah. for a walk. We're going to go on a hike. We're going to have a talk, you know. Uh, and so... Uh, adult abandonment, yeah, mm. serious issue. So that's that, not that's not even just like physically abandoning. That's like this is a like this a, is like yeah, this is where Gen X is and older millennials have failed mm. uh, Gen Z. Yeah. yeah, and I think part of it is that we ourselves love to be on devices. Mm. Where do you think Judah learned to play sneaky Sasquatch? <laughs> yeah. He learned it by watching me. <laughs> He's the sneakiest Sasquatch of all. <laughs> that's right. He always. He always wants to play my game. When he opens up, there's three choices, three game slots. Yeah. He always picks mine because I have more money than him. Yeah. <laughs> he spent 10,000 of my Sasquatch coins the other day. Oh, wow. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> 
So uh, this generation's hunger for purpose remains unsatisfied because of their jaded realism mm. and cultural pluralism. Yeah. So I think we all understand cultural pluralism. Um, jaded realism is anything real? Uh, is anything true? Mm. We're in a post postmodern world. So yeah, I was, I was reading here. It's it's there seems to be this uh, uh, back and forth between like this Gen Z being selfless and we, we talked mm. about being being uh, agents for change and yeah. stuff but at the same time also being very self-focused mm. because maybe because of this idea of like well you know better just like do something for myself because it's it doesn't matter kind of thing yeah yeah it's kind of like um anybody can be anything you do you I'll do and me. you can't tell anybody what right. to do and I'm going to be me, and I don't really, and you don't have the right to tell me anything right, about it, right. even if it's damaging to my family or right, my society right. or whatever, right? And so, yeah, ultimate is, expressions of personal freedom. Which, yeah. and again, I don't know if you wrote this down, but um, it makes it hard for for older people who want to mentor this younger generation to to empathize yeah. and watch young students who might say like, "Well, you can't tell me like." how to live my life basically yeah. like I'm going to do me like when we see them doing something that is clearly like um, kind of an, uh, an avenue away from what, kind of what the word of God has, has set up and uh, like the wisdom that, that yeah. sets us up for life and then we're trying to empathize but like also like guide them scriptures say teach yeah. rebuke correct right. right yeah yeah the rebuke and correct part doesn't <laughs> it's tough to get yeah. to yeah yeah so it's it makes the empathy part uh, a little bit more absolutely um, yeah complicated and, and of course cultural pluralism we understand if you haven't seen it anywhere else look at the protests that are happening mm. the riots you have uh, it's particularly in conservatism. Uh, you know, the reluctance to say that a people's group lives matter. Right. Unless they're blue lives. Sure. Right? Well, of course, both of both police matter. Yeah. Black lives matter. But here you see cultural pluralism at work. Mm. Different values put on different people groups. Right. Um, different uh, areas of right and wrong. You know, um, I saw... The Church of the Highlands, largest church in Alabama, lost their rental space at two high schools because somebody went through and saw that the pastor of the church liked, didn't tweet himself, but liked some of President Trump's tweets, no liked way. some other conservative tweets, and so they voted to kick the church out of the school. Wow. And a housing project voted to kick their presence out, so they lost them. The housing project lost a free medical clinic, among other things, because oh, they've said the church can't minister here anymore. Wow. Yeah. Well, cultural pluralism. You know, mm. the church is having one set of values. This per, this person who traced the pastor's tweeted, which is a teacher in the high school, has a different set of values. Sure. And she's saying, well, I hope they don't think I'm judging him. <laughs> That's actually her <laughs> statement. I hope they don't think I'm judging him. Like, she feels like she's free and clear. Like, all right. she, like well, no, not really. Yeah. You know, those wow. actions have severe consequences for a community. And so, uh, so yeah, cultural pluralism, I think we understand. And, uh, and here's the thing uh, that she points out. This is enlightening. In previous research, uh, the same researchers asked 500 youth group seniors what they wish they had more of in youth group. Mm. And they gave 13 different options, 13 different youth group activities or things. What three things do you wish you had more of? The top three, number one, time for deep conversation. That's huge. That's huge. 
How much now? So let me ask you directly. How much time are you putting into your show? Mm. Like your service, the lighting, the production, yeah. pulling off a great experience yeah. versus time for deep conversation. Mm. That is Relational. not one does not invalidate the other. They're right. both right. important. Yeah, right. Both and yeah. But are you making adequate time for deep conversation? Mm. Uh, number two. So number one, time for deep conversation. Number two, missions trips. Mm. Wish we'd done more missions trips. Remember this. Uh, what is my purpose in the world? Right. Do I make a difference? Mm. Uh, number three, service projects. Again. Number 13, the last one in the list, games. Oh, out of 13. Dang. Out of 13, wow. the last one in the list is games. Yeah. Now, let's think about this and be real. Don't cancel the games in your youth ministry. Right. <laughs> the junior hires want games. Right. right. This was a survey of seniors. Mm. So you have, oh, yeah, to have, yeah, you have to you have, to have well all of it. Yeah. yeah, well-rounded thing. So, um, so three ultimate questions. What are the answers? Uh, to these three ultimate questions. Uh, Carapal, Growing Young, they, ab- they advise uh, answer with grace, love, and mission. So grace who am I? This is a question about identity. Sure. It's a question about me or the person. Respond with grace. Mm. And uh, what, what does that maybe look like? It means give room for them to figure out who they are. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, outside, you know, help help them explore and answer questions in a biblically framed yeah. background. And, uh, and let them ask questions. And too. let them like, ask questions. Yeah. yeah they, seems, you don't answer their can, questions, they're not going to stop asking the questions. Right. They're just going to go somewhere Fine. else for the answers. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where do I fit? This is a question about belonging. It's a question about us. You respond with love. Love. Being a loving, yeah. opening, uh, open community. Yeah. Um, what difference do I make? This is a question about purpose. It's a question about our world. Respond with mission. Some like Give practical something steps to, to do. do. Not just yeah. missions trips, service projects. Help them find their purpose in God's mission. Right. And, um, and they're seeking and saving the lost in their yeah. schools. Yeah, and being do. a missionary on the campus. And a couple other tips. Don't stereotype young people. That's right. This is the greatest sin the world has committed against millennials. <laughs> Seriously, no. It's yeah. a stereotype I laugh, but it's true. Uh, this is the greatest sin that the world has committed against millennials. Like I said, this is probably the most hated generation of the last three yeah. or four, even. You know, wow. um, take your eye. Try, try to take on the eyes of a young person when you look at your worship service, your facility. Uh, your, you know, are young? Can young people find themselves here? It doesn't have to trend completely hip right. and young. Yeah, yeah. But are they going to be comfortable here? Learn the name if you're uh, if you this goes without saying for youth pastors sure but pass this on to your church staff learn the name of a couple teenagers and talk with them yeah dive deeper with at least one mm. um, get in a huddle with teenagers once in a while see what's going on Doug Fields talked about this in his book twenty years ago your first two years in youth ministry five three one huddle with five three will respond to you you'll know their names they'll know your name one dive deeper with the same kind of principle yeah I mean growing up I, I, I like. Some of the older guys in the church, like I valued that they, they wanted to talk to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was cool because it like I look at these guys and I, I see wisdom. Yeah. And and they they're investing in me and it's like whoa like I I almost felt like kind of like important like it makes like, you feel like you have a place in yeah. the church. Yeah. yeah. Paul took on Timothy mm. as his uh, apprentice. Yeah. Uh, Paul, a rabbi more or less of his day, he'd go to the synagogues, teach and preach. Timothy took on the role of a traditional rabbi's apprentice called a Talmudim. But when Paul came to the church where Timothy was, it says the men of the church spoke to Paul about Timothy. Mm. So even before Paul took Timothy on 
as this mentor, the men in the church were they, in, they were well. they had an invested relationship yeah. in him. Wow, that's significant. Wow, right? Uh, Timothy goes on becoming one of the youngest church planners. Yeah, uh, in the New Testament era. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's really good. Um, so we want to just give a couple happy birthdays out. Shift gears now. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Uh, happy birthday, Chris Jalot. Chris, Chris Jalot. I think I met you once or twice. So yeah, it's good. To see. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Jason Hollenbeck. Yes, he Jason. was your uh, he was, counterpart. Yes, yeah, my counterpart. Yeah, yeah, you did games one week. He did. He did games the other week. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So is he doing games all this? Like, is he's he the doing main, main, ga- he's game, main, guy? main game guy. Main game guy. The main game guy. Main yep. game guy. Uh, happy birthday to Chris and Jason tomorrow, and on Thursday, happy birthday to Scott, Scott. Noggle. Happy birthday, GT Church in Reading. We want to say congratulations to Jacob Kelly. The Jake and Blake show. That's one thing I do miss. And so congrats to you, my dude. Yeah, so Jacob Kelly uh, spoke at a rally at the Capitol. Uh, it was a rally of church leaders. The Capitol of, Capitol of, of Harrisburg. Uh, Harrisburg. Oh, wow. And a couple of our pastors were over there from our fellowship, but Jake was uh, one of the youth pastors there. Well, that's and awesome. he got to speak. It was a joint uh, multicultural rally. Yeah. A lot of leaders from traditionally African American churches. And then other churches, too, at least two Assemblies of God churches, maybe more, were represented. And Jacob got to speak. That's at actually it. really awesome. Second one of our youth pastors who uh, got to do that, Michael Marshall last week and awesome. Jacob Kelly this week. So super proud of you guys. Keep up the good work. Camp registration is open, including for the online camp. You can check out the launch party video, PendelYouth.com. Uh, and click on camp. You can see the online or the in-person option. Both are open. We have a robust online option we encourage you to check out. Uh, AIM trip is on for Philly Dream Center. That deadline coming up hey, July cool. 1st, August 4th through 8th is the trip. Uh, check out everything online. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks, Blake. Thanks for having me. For being my guest. And, Let's check uh, again just check to make again. sure. Yeah, same. Okay. 99.8. Yep. Run, run a little hot. I should probably... Why don't you pray for yeah. us? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lord, we just thank you uh, for this day to, to start off a week uh, being motivated and encouraged uh, to do the work of the ministry. God, uh, you've called us to greater things, uh, to steward and uh, minister to young people. Uh, so God, help us and give us wisdom and strength to empathize and uh, uh, lead well uh, these young uh, these young students who, who will make a huge difference in their communities and in this world. Uh, so bless everyone who's watching and who might watch later. Uh, and and uh, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Have a great day. Great week. Bye.